Welcome to another week of Working Music. This is episode number three. Enjoy. So this week I'd like to welcome along for the very first time on Working Music my very good friend, drummer extraordinaire, Rob Duggan. Hey, Jeff. How are you, Rob? Yeah, mate. Doing great. How are you? Mate, I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me here on this the third episode now of Working Music. Third. Oh, geez, you're a seasoned veteran now. Um, well, <laughs> no, no, I think they say once you uh, get past about 10, you might get there to be a seasoned veteran. <laughs> but I'm trying. But only 10. Oh, come on. Geez, well, you've got, you got a little ways to go yet. But uh, I've got to. Well, you know, they say if you keep going after 10, <laughs> yeah, m- most uh, podcasts that start don't make it to 10. Oh, well, there you that, go. That's a, a very high percentage, apparently. Oh, oh well, let's let well, let's just keep the ball rolling. Hopefully, we can make it to past 10. I certainly hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Um, I don't want to be one of those statistics. No. And thank and you for always- the, I was just going to say, yeah, and thank you for the very warm welcome as well. I uh, I appreciate that. Oh, that's all right. Uh, Jeff, yeah. just, just for the people who are listening, Jeff's no slouch on the guitar and the vocals and the bass <laughs> as well. So, you know, don't sell yourself short, mate. <laughs> Oh, you know, he's a pretty talented, of, pretty talented, Jack, pretty talented songwriter too. I must add. So, Jack of all trades, master of none, yeah, is what I call myself. Tell, tell me about it. <laughs> you know, where, wherever there's a dollar to be made, but no, yeah, seriously, yeah. I mean, I, I have learned to diversify myself over these last thirty years in the music industry. Yep. Um, not just being a musician, but being a sound sound tech and yeah. Well, that's uh, all, it. You know, you all round uh, roadie, whatever you want to call it these yeah, exactly, days. Exactly, exactly. It's just like if you limit yourself to, uh, you know, just being I am a guitarist or I am a singer, it's sort of, uh, you know, you're, you're missing out on a, a plethora of, of work, yeah, possibly, and um, new opportunities, especially. So, a- absolutely. And but ag- again, I, I come from a different side of the tracks than a lot of musicians because a lot of musicians out there all have weekday jobs that yep. they go and they do that yep. have got nothing to do with the music industry. Yep. I'll, put, I'll put my hand up to that. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. How, however, I'm uh, one of the few that have sort of I've made a living from the music industry for you know probably over half of my life, mm. and because of the the changes in the music industry, especially live music, which I spoke about in my first episode. Yep. It's it's become a lot harder to, to make a living. So you've got to diversify. You've got oh, to broaden absolutely. your horizons, gather more skills, yep. and be versatile. Well, I mean, uh, it, it's it's like that with any with any sort of profession, I guess. It's you know, you, if you go to you go to work on a, a nine to five job, it's it's very rare that you'd find someone who just basically has a, a specific skill set in one thing. A lot of people will diversify, so you can cover for other people. If you know, if someone gets sick or goes on holidays. And there's a specific task that needs to be doing. Um, well, you know, at least if you've got an extra set of skills where you can slot in and, and help out, well, then so be it. So, yeah, it's it's diversification is is definitely something that everybody needs to have in in everyday life and in, in all walks of of life and in all sort of forms of your chosen profession. Music is no different. So, absolutely. I, look, I totally agree with you, especially in today's modern age. If, if I went back to, you know, my grandfather's era, who he worked for the council for his whole his whole life, you know, 40 plus years yep. doing whatever he, done, he did. Yep. Um, and in those days, people went and they learnt to do one job yep. and they stayed and they did that one job for 40 it. odd years. Yeah. And, and that was it. That's yeah. all they did. That's all they knew how to do. That's exactly right. But uh, jobs aren't like that anymore in any no. industry. 
No. Well, I mean, and uh, it, you had it wasn't just you know one generation of people who would tend to be doing that job. You would have multiple generations, like your grandfather would pass the skills down to the father, who would pass down to the son, or the mother or the daughter. In the instance, let's yeah. not be gender specific. It's you know, it's it's a um, it seems to be a thing that was from an era gone. And, Absolutely. you know, and these days it's, you know, I, I see it myself. Yeah, not a lot of people will stay. I mean, the average, the average um, lifespan for uh, working people these, these days in, in one particular job is anywhere from, say, three to five years. And yeah. um, even, even in some professions, you can long service leave even kicks in at five years. Whereas years ago, it used to be 10 or 15. But these days, you know, long services, you know, you spend five years in a job, you're considered... Um, it's considered, you know, long service, and that's that seems to be um, a uh, a way that the world has gone. But absolutely, know. and and you know, if if you want to get um, what should I say, um, industry specific, yep. you know, getting back to the music industry, mm-hmm. look at how much the music industry has changed from you know, let's go back as far as the fifties, yep. and then and then come up to to today. Mm. You know, so you've you had the fifties and the sixties, and and probably a good portion of the seventies, where you know bands were just coming along and they were getting recording contracts, yeah, and you know, record companies were doing this and doing that and carrying them and all that sort of stuff. That's right. And and they were making loads of money, and then you come into the twenty first century, and uh, that sort of thing almost doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, you've got the you know the the the, the TV manufactured. Um, things these days like you know the voice and australia's got talent and and all these things where um people are looking to bypass the hard work you know yeah. we, mind you we don't know what these people have done to get to that point but you know it's it's completely different to 20 30 years ago where you know um bands would have to they would start in high school or even sometimes even earlier but let's you know for for instance stake they they would start in high school and then they would they would hone their skills. They would go out and they would start to play gigs, and then they would do that for, you know, five, six, ten years before they would, you know, start to make it big. And that's and that seems to be in in today's world where everything has to be, you know, you know, you've got things like you know on demand and everything has to be delivered right now. Um, and it, the music industry seems to have gone down that path as well. You know, instant music. You want instant artists and we want instant music and we wanted it, you know, we want it on demand and streaming straight to your headphones and there doesn't seem to be any creative process, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that there is some creative process because there are still some, you know, in my opinion, some great artists out Absolutely there. Absolutely there is. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you're compared to, you know, those artists are thin on the ground compared to what they were, yes. you know, 30 years ago when every that was just the way it was done, you know. Yep. And nowadays, I mean, we can, we can produce relatively high-quality music in our own home. We don't have to go to a recording studio or... You know, it's yeah, it's 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 a sign of the times. It it has its major advantages. You and myself, we know for what those advantages are. Um, but in oh, terms absolutely. of yeah, but in, in terms of my view, in where you've got, like I say, it's the the the, the era of the instant artist. It I don't know. It just you know, it seems to have taken a bit of the romance out of it. And um, yeah, it's you know, years ago. Uh, just, I don't know. It was obviously it was. There seemed to be 
in my opinion, uh, a higher quality of artists and longevity as well. It's like people hung around. Absolutely. And when I I think back to to bands, I mean, most people who know me know my my most um, admired and loved band of all time is the Beatles. Yep. But you go back to all sorts of bands of that same era. Oh yeah, and they all, and they all have these great stories of you know of how the hard work that they put in and how long it took them and the, the rejections well, and, exactly. and all that sort of stuff. Exactly that 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 honed them and crafted them into the musicians that finally got there because they persisted. Yep. Um, and I love to hear that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, I think me too. <laughs> today, you know, like you go and ask someone today, oh, what's your story? Oh, I put something out on YouTube and somebody saw me and thought I was really good. Yeah. So they came and saw me. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I my, my, my video went viral, so I got recognised. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, yeah. well, yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. But anyway, look. It is what it is. More, more power to them. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It's it just, is what it is. Well, it's, you know, you, you roll with it. If you if you don't, you know, if you don't, you get left behind. And it is, it is these days it's a fast-paced, it's a fast-paced industry, so. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. certainly is. And now let me just touch on uh, one of the topics that I was talking about last week. Yeah. Well, originally in my first episode, I spoke about the decline of the the live music industry here in Australia because I've yeah. certainly seen it just take a, a nosedive, I guess, yep. in the, you know, 30-odd uh, years that I've been a, a live musician mm. as opposed to a dead one. Um, <laughs> Let's not go there. But, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know... It's the the industry has changed a lot, and and I talked about you know a lot of the the varying arguments as to what has changed the industry. You know, poking machines, yep. smoking laws, mm-hmm. the high price of alcohol, mm-hmm. noise restrictions, yep. uh, and all these sort of things. And then last week, just as I, I was going through my episode, and I just while I was chatting away, I just happened to be also reading a, an email that came through. And it touched on something that's happening in New South Wales, which I'm really excited about and, and hope that it spreads and, and other state governments take heed of what um, the New South Wales government at least are appearing to be doing. Yep. So they, they have put forward to change legislation that they're calling archaic legislation that has prevented approximately, I think they said there's about 600-something venues across New South Wales that have had live music halted from as far back as early 1982. Really? Because of these laws and stuff that that were put in place to prevent them having either live music or live band type music or or they, they outlined exactly what they could have or how many musicians they could have perform at any one time. Right. Like just really silly things. And anyway, so the New South Wales State Government has um, revamped this legislation to lift these archaic laws. And uh, so I was reading about a couple of the venues who have, there's about 30-odd so far. The venues have to actually apply to have their their, um, uh, entertainment licence reinstated. Mm -hmm. But because now the laws are lifted, they can. So there's venues... Um, that have not had entertainment for 30-odd years who are now open up to have live entertainment again. And it's just – it's fantastic because – That's amazing. It it is. Because, I mean, yeah, to to think that 
you know, something that's been around for 30 years. Um, and in light of all of the things that are happening, especially in Sydney with lockout laws and everything like that, that yeah, nobody, nobody had, you know, um, investigated this, this before. Uh, yeah, that's really quite odd. So is there anything like that in Queensland or in not, Victoria? Not that I'm aware or? of. Not right. that I'm aware of yet. Okay. But, you know, who knows how these things will go. Yeah. But there's there's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I would I would hope that the basic I would like to see stuff like this on a national level. Like rather than having all of these little localized laws to you know uh, state government or even sometimes local government level, is basically just say okay, well this is the, this is the way the entertainment industry is in this country. Let's just have it blanket across the board. Um, because oh, that'd be nice. It would be because I mean we have to we, uh, let's we have to do it with with uh, liquor licensing. Um, they're starting to do that now with, you know, um, liquor licensing as well, from what I've heard, I'm happy to be corrected, but from what I've heard, it was, there's supposed to be some uniform and Australian legislation when it comes to liquor licensing. Um, so, you know, it would be nice if we could have an across the board. So especially for, you know, people who are in um, touring bands. So, you know, you could, you basically, you go to a, in Western Australia or South Australia or you know, Victoria, everything's going to be uniform. You know, you're going to have a similar sort of scenario wherever you go. That would be a bit of a, a nice thing to have. So you're not always sort of looking over your shoulder type of thing, you know. That, but who yeah, knows? I totally, totally agree. Who and knows? Uh, I'll, I'll keep apprised of that situation. Yeah. And, and any changes and report on them as I hear about them. Sounds like a plan. Certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> so what else can we chat about today? Um, I'll tell you one of the things I wanted to talk about because it just came to light again recently on Facebook. Yep. And, and it's um, it's the, the – how do I put this in a phrase? Um, musicians who market themselves in the wrong place. Right. Now – and, and what what I mean by this, I mean there's a lot of wrong places. Oh, yeah. But one, one, one of the big one of the biggest wrong places that everybody frequents, and it's in everybody's life yes. is Facebook. Yes. Now Facebook, absolutely, every band should have a Facebook page. Yep. And do their best to to grow a fan base. Absolutely. Because the fan base, presumably, are people who like what you do, who like your music, yep. and who will most likely, or at least hopefully come along to shows somewhere yeah i mean it's not even it's not even just facebook it's also instagram these things they, those two seem to be sort of hand in hand um yes. when, it, when it comes to you know media you obviously um instagram seems to be gaining a lot of traction lately as well with uh in terms of social media because it's it's quick access you don't have to spend you know half an hour of your day trawling through, you know, um, things that you may not want to see to get to things that you do want to see. With Instagram, it's it's fairly targeted. So, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, either way you can set it up that way, but, you know, it would be, um, it would be remiss, like you say, of any, any band wanting to get any sort of exposure these days to not have social media accounts. Oh, absolutely! It, uh, it definitely, definitely has its place, and can definitely you can reap a lot of reward from it. Mm. However, yep. the one area that I believe has absolutely no benefit yes. to bands or 
or musicians, whether it be bands, solos, whatever, yes. of, of any form whatsoever is when they set up a Facebook group and then they invite other musicians to join it yes. and then they use that Facebook group to advertise their gigs. Yes. <laughs> it's, I, it's kind of counterproductive, it, isn't it? I don't understand. <laughs> These are not your fans. These are just your friends These, and you're telling your friends yeah. that you're going to have a gig on the same day that they're going to have a gig with their band at somewhere else. Yeah. And How is that helping anybody? That's like, right. That's, and you and I know, you sort of look at it and you, you'll, see, you'll see other bands, they'll invite you and it's just like, you know, okay, well, I want to support other people in their ventures. That's, that's just a given and I would hope that they would do for mine. But yeah, it's it's kind of like um, yeah, it's kind of like opening a butcher shop, but then only advertising your prize cuts to other cows, you know? It's, exactly, you know, exactly. You know, because yeah, yeah, what do the cows care? It's that's where it, they're going. That's exactly right. Yeah, you 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 want a customer base, or you want a fan base, or yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So you know, in my opinion, all that effort and time is mm. far better spent on on a page for yourself for you as an artist or you as a band yep. and then get out there and gather real fans yeah no point sitting on facebook going i'll get all my friends to come and like it yep. well oh, your friends are going to like it no drama yep. that's fine yep. you need to you need to gather fans people you don't know that's right you, you get those people on your page exactly and that's the real winning ticket and, yeah and, and and that's how a lot of this sort of thing works is it's as a social media is it's it, it will have it has a knock-on effect. If you if you get people might come and see your show and they go, oh, I saw this really great band over the weekend and um, this and this and that and you know blah 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 and then they'll they may share the page or the, your 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 page on their page and that's that's how right. This, that's how you get the snowball effect happening. Absolutely, but, totally agree. Yeah, but uh, set, I, and on there's a number of pages I know just here in Queensland all about promoting your band and stuff. Yes. And all the people that are on it are just other musicians. Yeah. So all you're doing is it, it's like a used car salesman advertising all his cars yeah. to other used car salesmen. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Because they're doing the same thing. They want to sell their cars. They don't want yours. That's exactly right. So you're effectively wholesaling the music industry. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. That's my heading. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. The thing, the thing is, though, um, especially in today's day and age, is live music uh, musicians where we're competing for bums on seats, we're competing for people through the door. Um, you know, things like Netflix and Disney Plus and, uh, you know, it's streamed entertainment straight into your home. It's and not a lot of people will sort of, or even with live music like Spotify and Google Play Music and um, and things like that, where as we touched on before, you've got music and movies and entertainment on demand, and not a lot of people, unless you unless you've grown up old school, where you know Friday Saturday night you went out, you went to the pub, and you saw a live you saw a live band because that's just the way it was. But these, oh, and I remember those days. Yeah, I used to so do, do it. I. Loved it. Absolutely. And and this is the thing, is it's like you are competing with so many different forms of instant entertainment these days where people have just things at their fingertips and then they'll think, well, why should I go out and spend, you know, um, 50 to $100 on, on drinks because, let's face it, that's what they cost these days even for a, you know, a modest night out. And... Um, you know, you, yes, you get to you get to go out and experience live music in its rawness and its, um, you know, and sometimes in in its intimacy. Whereas a lot of people today, yeah, I think I'll just sit this one out and stay home and watch a movie. So, 
you know, that's that's what we're that's what we're also up against, and you know, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you, you, you're trying to you're trying to sort of um, compete, but you're also trying to get into people's um, eye space on social media to get them out of the house. So it's a battle. This this, this is true. It's a battle. But, yeah, but. But I still say advertising to other musicians is not is not the way to oh, do it. Oh, totally agree. But, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But I do tell you what what is worth the effort. Yeah. Because face, Facebook definitely has a place, and you should definitely have a page where you gather, um, you know, people, fans that who comes to your show. Make sure you you're always letting them know, hey, we've mm. got a Facebook page. Mm. Come along, click like. Yep. Stay up to date with what we're doing and where we are. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that's definitely valuable. And and another thing that is valuable. Is doing the occasional Facebook advertising. Yeah. Now I've I've done this myself, mm-hmm. especially when uh, one of my tribute shows. If we go out west or down into New South Wales, into areas where we we don't frequent. Yep. I always do a targeted Facebook ad. Yes. A couple of weeks out. That's right. Just to target that area, and it's not that expensive. No. But it, but it, but it it puts the ad in front of potential people that will potentially come. Absolutely, yeah. And that is the great that is the great asset of Facebook is that they know enough about all the people that use it mm-hmm. to know who that ad will benefit most. Yeah, it's got, targeted advertising. That's and it's right. Perfect. That's exactly right. You've got a demographic that you're you're trying to put you know get in the face of, and it it works. It definitely works. Um, Absolutely, and I think more people should should definitely put their money in it more so more so than sticking an ad on the radio or an ad on TV, which is pretty expensive. These things yep. are absolutely targeted, yep. like you know, yeah, it's pinpoint piped. targeted. It's, it's, it's piped to your phone. It's piped to your computer. Yep. It's, it's right in your face. Whereas, it's right in your face. Yeah, to people who are actually interested in that type of thing. Yep, you could, you go put an ad on the radio. And well, you know, somebody might hear it. It might work, might not work. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as same as TV. You've got it. The people have got to be watching it at the right time. That's and- exactly right. I was just about to say, yeah, you know, with radio and TV, it's you'll tend to have specific times of the day where um, the advertising works best on particular age groups. Um, yeah. Whereas with Facebook, not everybody has the same sort of routine. You know, some people are early risers, some people are, are night owls, but the good thing about that targeted advertising is it's twenty four seven. It's always you know that's that it's, right. it's always going to work for you. And yeah. the old and I, yeah, the old saying you got to make money, you got to spend money to make money. Um, absolutely. So. And I and I strongly recommend for for any shows, especially shows that are out there who are relying on ticket sales for yep. them to make money. And there's yep. there's plenty of them out there, whether it be original shows or whether it be tribute shows. I know. Yes. Um. Some sometimes you you've got to go places and you basically you're doing a door deal so bums that's on right. seats means right. money in your pocket yeah i mean so and, and it, say say you go to a, a place where you haven't been um before so there's a high 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 chance that nobody there absolutely has no they're not following you on facebook they've got absolutely no idea so you're at the mercy of the the venue to promote and if they drop the ball um well then yeah, and you've done no self-promotion, well then, yeah, you run the risk of the entire operation being a flop. So by getting this, get it, yeah, as you say, targeting ads, paying a little bit for advertising and making sure you're smart about what type of ad you put into, um, getting it into people's faces where 
you know, they, they might be a fan of the venue, say. So then maybe the algorithm will say, ah, oh, well, people are a fan of this venue. They've liked this venue on Facebook. So he, here's a similar venue, which is in a, a proximity. Let's target them. And it might put that ad in front of them where they may not, you know, there's a highly, highly unlikely they would have seen it in otherwise. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Working Music. A bit of a shorter one this week. A few technical difficulties there that we'll have sorted out. But I'll bring Rob back again next week for the next episode of Working Music. See you then.